Welcome to the First Million Podcast, a podcast for empowered women working for financial freedom and lifestyle abundance. I'm your host, Emily, and I'm pulling from my experiences building a multi-six-figure business in my early 20s, investing and achieving financial literacy, and traveling the world while I work to steer you towards your highest potential. Let's dive in because you know what they say. The first million is hard, but the second million is inevitable. Hey, y'all. Welcome back to the first million podcast. I truly have no idea what this is going to look like because, again, I'm posted up on my bed. I did not bring any lighting in here. I'm just, I just opened up the windows. It's a cloudy day. And I was like, you know what? We're just going to record. And I'm hoping that I'm in frame because. I'm still rocking with my not ideal camera situation. The quality on this camera is 11 out of 10, but it's not the type of camera that I want to be using. I just, the one I want is out of stock. Anyways, y'all don't want to hear me gripe about my camera struggles. Um, We've already talked about this, but I'm very excited for today's podcast episode. And I never record in the morning. I feel like y'all usually get me like at the end of the day when I'm kind of honestly exhausted and kind of in like sleepy chatty mood but this morning it is literally like not even 9 a.m i am pre-client calls i have a couple consultations today but i'm just here to chit chat you know i just want to talk um and kind of go through today's topic with y'all with a little bit more energy because we're going to be chatting about financial decisions that allowed me to become self-employed at 23. Originally, this episode was going to be like how I became self-employed at 23, like quitting my job, that type of thing. And I feel like I've told my story on here enough that y'all probably like know that if you haven't listened to those episodes, like highly recommend I go through everything there. Um, But I didn't really feel like I needed to rehash that quite yet. I kind of just revisited all of that with my rebrand in January. So I figured instead we would talk about like the financial side of becoming self-employed and not just that, but I also talk a lot about financial freedom and like there being a little bit more to the story than me just wanting to work for myself. Like I've always wanted to have financial freedom, be financially thriving. And so I have a lot of content out there about like financial freedom and my thoughts on that and my self-employment journey, but I've never really talked about the specifics necessarily of like financial decisions that I made to get me here. And like, maybe I have now that I'm sitting here saying that I'm like, have I recorded an episode on this topic. I don't think that I have, but it's it needs to be updated. So I'm excited to dive in. Okay, so the first thing that I kind of want to talk about is for any of y'all who are listening who are like, you resonate with this whole like the first million idea, but maybe you don't know how it like applies to your life, this idea of financial freedom, financial abundance, and how you would create that for yourself. I think that a lot of people who go into like self-employment, they're like, if I can just get by I'm going to be grateful. If I can just kind of scrape by, I'm going to be so grateful that I don't have to go into the office. I don't have to have this job I don't like. Like it'll be worth it even if I'm struggling a little bit. And so these are decisions that I've made and choices that I've made in my business that have allowed me to not be in that kind of like, it's just enough is enough type of mindset. I've been able to have that financially abundant mindset and financially abundant goals and travel and and do all the things. And so, um, yeah, I... I've done more than just, it's it's not just about making more money is where I want to kind of start off on this topic. And if I'm using so many filler words today, y'all just be gentle on me because I am, I am just having my first cup of coffee right as we speak. So, and I got up at 4am and went to Pilates 
that's a whole other thing. Mm -hmm. If you listen to my episode on like self-care and things I've been investing in, one of them was reformer Pilates classes and I'm loving them and I'm seeing results, but I I get up really early to go to the class that fits my schedule. So anyways, um, just caffeinating as, as we speak, but I think that a good place to kick this off is first of all, by saying that I never wanted to be in like high risk business What I mean by that is I'm only one person and I realized very early on in my business that if all of my income and like all my success and and our financial backing as a family all was riding on just me selling more and making more money, that was a very risky position to be in. Number one, because I'm a woman and I want to have a family and like that means that I'm not going to be at 100% capacity for work at all times. I'm very aware of that. I talk about wanting to be a mom a lot and how that's impacted my decisions to be a business owner. But also any like wealthy person that you talk to, not that I'm calling myself that, but any like big, you know, successful person that you might see on social media or that you might have read books about or buy or something like that, they're going to tell you that being successful and being wealthy is not about making more money. It's about how you use the money that you make. I don't know if y'all have ever heard someone talk about like your money making money for you, that type of idea. That's a real thing. And why I bring up the whole risk factor as far as me knowing that I didn't want everything to just be about me making more money is I knew from listening to these like, you know, proverbial like mentors, these financial behemoths that that tell us this advice. I knew that that wasn't the way to do it if I did want to have sustainable wealth in my life and kind of that financial abundance. Um, but it's also just super risky. All right, I fully lost my train of thought there, but those were good thoughts I just said, so I don't want to throw that in the trash. So all this to say, it is not the pathway, you know, the recommended pathway to financial freedom and abundance to just focus on making more money. But I also think it's very risky to just have a lot of things relying on just you making more and more income, like the pressure of that can get to you. I was in a place probably two years ago where I wanted to like quit my business because I was like, the pressure of this is so exhausting and ungodly. Like there's just no way that I can do this. There's no way I can top what I've done um, and always trying to be outpaced myself. And it really came down to my like financial mentors and people in my life and even just my own research telling me, look, it's not always about you making more money. It's about you adjusting the business so you love it more. So it's more sustainable and having the money that you already have and that you're making, having that work for you and making it make you money. So that's like the philosophical take and introduction into the things I'm going to be telling y'all. And I always have to start by saying that I am not a financial advisor. I'm not a finance person. I'm not someone that you should take advice from on your own finances. Trust me, this is just my personal experience that I want to share just to be of service to y'all and give you like my take on what it's been like to create financial freedom and to become self-employed. But get your own advice from certified professionals in the field, okay? trust and believe they're going to be able to tell you things that are more specific to your needs than me. They can look at the numbers and I'll get to like those people on my team. We'll talk about them as well. Okay. So the first thing that was the most responsible like thing to do, I think when you're going to become self-employed is you need to have proven income. So I have recently posted several YouTube videos about uh, consistency and predictability of income. I'd highly recommend you go watch those if you're going to resonate with this point I'm discussing. Basically, Before I was ever able to go full time, I had to prove to myself, okay, over the next several months, 
how much money am I going to be bringing in? What kind of sales am I going to be doing? And I also use things like payment plans and wait lists and all that kind of stuff. I'll make sure I link that video on income predictability in the description below this um, because I that's like a whole video just on this topic. But I had to remember that it wasn't just about having one good month. It was about kind of knowing and proving that I was able to have good months, whatever good meant for me. And that's a personal decision. I had to prove that that was doable and that that was pretty much expected to happen for a few months before I felt comfortable going full time in my business. You can, of course, just dive in, take the leap and hope for the best. But if you want to go the responsible route, you need to get your business strategy locked in. This is when you hire someone like me as your business mentor. You bring on some help to get the strategy in place. You create the income predictability and then you can more comfortably go full time. So that was my first thing is responsibly just becoming self-employed by seeing some success first predictably and then only basing my data and decisions off of that. So getting into the more like the things that y'all came here for the next less obvious points. Okay. Saving. Saving your money in a smart way is extremely important. Now, there are like specific ratios and numbers that are recommended to go off of. And I'm it's escaping me at the moment. But I know that there's like a certain percentage. If you were to like Google right now, like what's the recommended amount of your income that you should be saving every single month? That is that exists like that percentage is something that's kind of like widely known. And again, it's going to escape me while I'm recording this. But with that being said, I think that as a business owner and someone who is self-employed, I had to save more than what is recommended to the average person. And I also think that in today's economy, you know, in this economy, we should all be focusing on saving because we live in this like consumerism obsessed society where it's all about like spending and buying and having more. And I've actually found that a lot of comfort and like soft place to land mentality comes from saving. So for me, developing really good saving and spending habits was important. Um, this came from everything from having a really good budget. Now for me and for my family, so my husband and I, we don't budget like here's what we're allowed to spend every month. We have goals and we sit down and we allocate our money kind of by percentage throughout the month and decide what our goals might be. But it's not like so strict in that way. We're very lucky that we don't have to do that. But we are strict with budgeting in that we track everything. We know where the money is going, where it's coming from, where it's coming in, where it's leaving from. Like we know all of these things and then we'll sit down and assess that at the end of the month or the beginning of the month. And we'll do this quarterly. We do this yearly. We look at like what are our goals and are we saving and spending in a way that is moving us towards or away from those goals. And it can kind of be as simple as that. So really determining what my goals were financially. It wasn't just about how much money do I need to make in business. It was about how am I like saving and spending the money that I am making and managing it responsibly. So managing your money, I think piggybacking off of just knowing how to save based on your goals is investing. Now this is like one of my most asked financial type questions is like investing. How did I get into that? What what does that look like? And so for me, the first thing that was a decision I was making was if I was going to save, I needed to have my money in a high yield savings account. This is not going to like make you rich because right now the yield in these high yield savings accounts is not very high. It has not been great for a while now. 
But if you're going to have your money sitting in an account, like you might as well have it accruing, um, you know, some interest in a positive way. So get that's a super easy first thing that I did. But beyond that, I learned quickly about retirement. Now, when you are self-employed, obviously your employer is not, you know, matching you for your 401k contribution. These things that are like the reason why some people literally stay in jobs they hate in corporate jobs that aren't even paying them what they're worth is because they're like, oh, there's 401k matching and and all this stuff. And I'm like, okay, but there are so many ways to contribute to your own retirement when you are self-employed. So for me, learning about things like a Roth IRA, a SEP IRA, et cetera, et cetera, um, I would encourage you to do your independent research in these areas, but I heavily contribute to retirement and am able to utilize, you know, my retirement accounts to prepare for my future, but also to responsibly manage my taxes and and taxation. And I have a great accountant, which I'll get to in a second, who advises me in that area. But, um, you know, my retirement funds are not just sitting in those accounts. Like those are responsibly invested as well in like lower risk um, investments. And so, all of this is is stuff that if you're interested in it, it's worth looking into independently, looking into with someone who is actually a financial advisor or an accountant or whatever it might be. But I'm just saying for me, when I was becoming self-employed, it wasn't just let me save my money. It was like, how am I making that money work for me? How am I preparing for retirement? Because it's only up to me. No company is doing that for me. Um, and then obviously investing in the stock markets. This is where I get into like diversification of your money. I have what I call... And this is a, maybe a weird way to, to think of it, but I call it these things like my peripheral like businesses. So stocks, not necessarily more so real estate is something that I'd call a peripheral business for me. But when you think about diversifying your money when it comes in, you can obviously take your money in, spend what you need, put the rest in a savings account. One step better than that, put it in a high yield savings account. One huge step better than that is taking money that you don't need access to right now and investing it responsibly in the stock market. So I'm I'm pretty heavily invested in the stock market and then I've been able to grow my money that way to then invest in real estate. So the stock market is great. Um, again, I am not like a financial analyst or someone who can advise you on you know where to invest your money. All I can say is that I didn't know anything about the stock market. I didn't know anything about investing in general, but I definitely did not know anything about investing in stocks. Coming out of college, um, I learned everything I know from independent research and mostly from my husband, who was very lucky to have a parent who educated him in these areas. But I want to just encourage anyone listening to this to educate yourself on investing, educate yourself on how the stock market works, on how to diversify your investments, on how to effectively grow the money that you're already making and saving anyways. There's so many ways the money you make can make you more money, basically. So for me, that was hugely eye-opening. I was like, okay, it really isn't just about me making more money. It's about what I do with the money that I am making. And I could technically work less and even make less money on the front end, preserve my peace, diversify my life and my hobbies, and I could actually see an increase in my overall like asset value because I'm investing in the stock market. So that's been really major. Um, I'll kind of segue into real estate. Like I said, I call kind of my real estate investing business with my husband, my like peripheral business, meaning my business funds 
the investments we're able to make in real estate. So I was able to say, okay, listen, I'm, I'm making this amount of money through my business and my online business venture. And we're heavily invested in the stock market, but that's not diverse enough because again, not having diversity is risky. So for me becoming self-employed, like once I was investing my money, it then became important that I diversify those investments. So for me living where I live, I was able to invest in a couple of investment properties. Actually, I just opened my emails this morning and I have an offer um, that I need to review from my real estate agent for another property that we're looking at. But that's been really cool as well because Although I think that in the entrepreneurial space, like when we hear about like investing in real estate, it can often come across as this like get rich quick opportunity. And I do not believe that that is the case at all. I think that's very like scammy uh, information and a very scammy way to look at it because it's just not the reality once you get into it. But for the long term, especially if you are starting to, you know, investigate financial freedom when you're younger, any type of investment is a, is a good idea because it has time to grow and develop. And real estate for me was a way to become more diverse and to have a little bit of a better, um, a better or like a higher amount of security within what I was using my money for. And it's also been another skill that I have learned and that Corey has learned. Um, Corey's my husband, for those of y'all who don't know. I talk about this um, in other podcast episodes, things that I educate myself on, but it's really important to me to always like stay growing in my like intelligence, if that makes sense, like growing in my personal knowledge. And it kind of became my mission that real estate was going to be something that I educated myself on and learned how to do. So that's been really, really neat. But investing has been a huge way that I've been able to securely and safely and successfully exist as a self-employed person who is not doesn't have all of all of her eggs in one basket um so that's been major okay last but not least my financials team i like say my financials team i use those words and i feel like some people roll their eyes like they don't believe me that i have like people that you know help me and that work for me in this area but Truly, I wouldn't survive without people helping me on the financial side of the business. The first person that I like invested my time and money into when I started my business, like the first year, I didn't have a ton of money to spare. I didn't know how long this was all going to last. That was my accountant, which has been so major to have somebody who can help me make sure I'm not just like straight up committing tax fraud, right? Like without even knowing it. We've all seen those TikToks where it's like, how am I supposed to know what I'm supposed to be doing for taxes? Like you're, you don't, you don't know. So I really found it comforting and essential to have somebody on my team who was able to help me understand what it looked like to pay my quarterly tax estimations. And when I owed a bunch of money still at the end of the year, which has been the craziest thing ever, y'all save for your taxes, please research into that. Um, how I could allocate, you know, my my income, you know, uh, effectively into retirement accounts and, and paying my taxes responsibly, still saving like that has been just such, just so immeasurably valuable in the growth of my business. But also one of the other initial team members that I brought on was my CFO is what I call this person, this person who manages contracts and invoicing for me and who does like, you know, late fees if people don't pay on time and who updates me when it's time to like revisit the budget, who pays my freelancers 
somebody who does all of that back end stuff because I actually found that it became so overwhelming to be in charge of everything from start to finish, including the financials of the client work and of having, you know, my team. I found that to be so overwhelming that I was like not chasing down all the opportunities that I could have been because I knew that I would have to deal with so many moving pieces to like make it come to life. That makes sense. It's like, I almost don't want to sign this client because I know everything I'm going to have to do to make that happen and to make it run smoothly and responsibly. And the reality of the situation is like, I didn't sign up to be like my own accountant, CFO, et cetera. Like I want to coach. I'm good with the business strategy. I'm good at working with my clients and I'm good at sales, but I needed someone to fill in that gap for me. So after about a year of doing everything myself, I brought on my CFO and it's been the most phenomenal experience. If nothing else, it separates me from like the person invoicing and dealing with the finances with my clients. I can have a much more personal relationship with people um, and I can separate the, the elements that maybe aren't so pleasant to deal with sometimes from the work that I do with my clients and the rapport there is a lot stronger because of that. So that has been really nice and a really unique element aside from just how helpful it's been to stay organized in that way. But that's like pretty much everything I wanted to say on this topic. All of these elements that I mentioned from saving to investing to income predictability, et cetera, et cetera. It really just comes down to being responsible. You have to be responsible with your finances if you're going to be a successful adult, but especially a successful self-employed person. So let me be the one to tell you, let me be the first one to say, it is so important that you get your ducks in a row financially, that you understand where your money is coming in, where you are bleeding funds. You need to be aware of all of these things. You need to be responsible with your budgeting. You need to invest in proper financial management. And especially if you are a young girl, I say, I call y'all all girls, even my clients that are literally in their 60s. I'm like, girls, sorry, I know that's not the vibe. Even if you, especially if you are a young woman, and you don't feel like you've been educated, right, on these topics of investing and, and finances, I did not feel like I had the proper education in these areas. Take this as your sign to educate yourself and to become the most financially literate person in the room. I think that is such a skill to have and so important. So I'm going to leave y'all with that. I'm going to pray that my camera, hope and pray that my camera survived this recording and that it did not die on me and just stop filming. So I guess we'll see about that. As always, you guys, if you are listening to me talk here and you're like, I need to talk one-on-one -on -one with you. I need help actually monetizing a skill that I have. I want to start making money online. I don't even know what skill to monetize or I have a business idea and I just need help growing it and getting off the ground. That is the new type of coaching that I'm doing inside my rebrand, online monetization mentorship. You can have no idea what you wanna do. All you know is that you wanna make money online or you can already have a business developed and you need help scaling it and growing it and refining and tightening up your strategy. Wherever you're at, highly encourage you if you're interested in chatting more about that and maybe getting some specific help to fill out the general interest form and book a consultation at the link down below. It's super quick, gives me some insight into you and I can just share some advice and yeah, maybe help you directly with getting your 
online monetization journey started or growing that. So that is all available down below. Thank you all so much for being here. If you're watching this on YouTube, don't forget to subscribe. It's so helpful. The channel is growing so much. I am just so excited to keep bringing you guys, you know, free content in this way. So make sure you're subscribed. If you're not watching on YouTube, highly recommend that you at least check out the YouTube channel because every single week, every single Wednesday, actually, I post an additional just like educational, more like tangible skills based video that's actually about building the business and Basically, if you do both things, you watch the trainings and listen to the podcast, you'll be getting that full spectrum education on how to actually make the money and build the business and then how to manage it and use it and um, just being, again, financially literate and having that first million mindset. Thank you all so much for listening. As always, I will see you guys in the next episode. Go out there and make some money. Go out there and find some success this week and I will talk to you all soon. Bye, guys.